everyone wants to know more about the NHL's next stars. You've come to the right place. From the local arenas... Jack Quinn has it! Fired the score! Ottawa ties the game in Following up, slap shot, flower, that's six points for Alexi Lafreniere! To the World Juniors... Tavares backhand towards the goal, loose puck, Everly scores! Tie game! Can you believe it? Works in, beats Parsons, makes the stop, and the United States has won the gold medal in Montreal. Here comes Thomas with a chance, Luther Betty scores! Akil Thomas has given Canada the lead! For less than four minutes to go in the third period! To the draft stage and beyond. The Edmonton Oilers would like to select with their first pick. Donna, proud to announce. The New York Rangers are proud to select Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Alexi Lafreniere. Nick and Frankie are here to let you know what's up and say some things that make no sense along the way. Montreal is without a doubt going to be contending for a cup in the next couple years, if not this season. Why is your jersey blue and gray? You're listening to the Hockey Prospect Report. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Hockey Prospect Report. I'm Nick here with Frankie and the World Juniors are underway. Frankie and the tournament has not disappointed yet this year. It's uh, It's been a, a very exciting tournament, even though we've had some crazy blowouts and some very tight-knit games. Well, right off the gate, Nick, you, um, I believe I was at work when uh, we had the Switzerland-Slovakia game, right? So we didn't get to watch that one together. But holy crap, like that was a way and a half to kick off the tournament, right? Phenomenal game, dude. That was I I honestly thought it was gonna be underwhelming. I didn't think the tournament was gonna start until US Russia that day, Christmas Day. But no, no, it kicked it off right away with some exciting hockey against Slovaks. His name is what? Simon Latovsky? I believe the the goalie for the uh Slovaks. Yeah, Simon Lat Lat Kovsky. Sure about that? Latkowski. I think that's it. Yeah. Your guess is as good that as That sounds mine. right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he made that, that crazy save coming all the way across the crease. I I don't know. Your re- Were you watching that game? Did you see that one live or did you have to come back and watch that one later? I'm not going to lie. Like I was in and out yeah, on that game. That's fair. But um, yeah, me and my buddy were watching that. Of course, Christmas Day work wasn't too busy, right? So we were just watching the game. We went nuts. Like, I couldn't believe that he made that save. Yeah, honestly, I don't think I've seen that save live. I'll have to go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I think, um, those to were, be honest with you, I think that was save of the tournament. I, I don't think we'll see a bigger one than that. I'll have to go back and, and watch. And in a one-nothing game, in a game that Samuel Levi was supposed to start, Latkovsky wasn't supposed to start that game, to come out, I, I believe he won player of the game as well. That was a massive start for the Slovaks. Well, not only for the Slovaks, but that was just such a tight game and and battled out game of hockey, man. Like, well, I um, I think the the most notable player, especially from the Swiss, I told you this was Simon. Yeah, Nock. Simon Nock was has he has he been has fantastic been throughout this tournament. The whole tournament. Oh my goodness, he's been. I don't not carrying the Swiss, but he's been a uh, one of the more noticeable players. I, I think it's gonna be interesting too team. because he is a draft pick for this upcoming draft correct me if i'm wrong i believe Mm -hmm. i'm really excited to look at him because that's like so far in this tournament granted you can't make the entire you know you you can't paint the whole picture based on a world junior tournament but what i've seen so far out of simon knock has been impressive and i 
don't believe I, we've seen yet where he's projected to go, Nick. But I have a feeling he's going to play himself into the first round if he continues to play like that. And it's not like he's a flashy player either. He's just a big body, and he's a, he's he uses it to his advantage, and he's aggressive yep. to it. So I don't want to go too much into his specific style. We'll save that for the report. Yeah. But I'm excited to dive a little bit deeper in the well, I, th- I think next topic of conversation as far as the games go is certainly that German team, right? Your first two games of the tournament, granted, we kind of assumed going in that these would be the two games that they win or they lose, sorry, and the two games of importance to them would be against Switzerland and Slovakia. You have to win one or both of those games if you want to move on in this tournament. And as we speak, they're currently playing Slovakia. That game, I believe, that's tied at three right now. End of the second, yeah. So... For them to have 14 players to go against the Finns to put up the fight that they did was very, very impressive. I I was impressed with what we saw out of that German team, at least against the Finns. I mean, as we move on, we'll see that Canada didn't exactly take them too lightly. (laughs) You you got a feel for Germany, dude. You got a feel for them. I mean, they had three lines on on offense. They had they were double shifting D men. You had to you had to feel for the man. Then you're playing Canada. I believe too, they said on the broadcast that the Germans were given the option to postpone one of their games to one of their off days. So they could have taken the Canada game and slid it back to have all their guys come out of quarantine for that game. They decided against it because they just wanted their guys to be as fresh as possible for tonight's game against Slovakia. Granted, that was said through the broadcast, so if that's wrong, uh don't chase me down with pitchforks. I'm just kind of you know relaying what I heard. Let's be real; they were going to lose against. Well, Canada that's exactly anyways, right. Like I, I don't know, so. you wouldn't have lost sixteen to two if you had a full lineup, but <laughs> you weren't going to win anyway. Like let's not pretend like that was going to happen. Right. As yes, that was a smart yeah. move. And I mean, they hung in against the Finns, so there was hope there. Um, the nightcap, though, man, that Russia U.S. game that was that that was a performance and a half out of that Russian team. Yeah, the the Russians played really well against the U.S. I was a little bit disappointed that we could not get the win there. But, um, I mean, I can't argue with how the Russians played. I I just don't think the U.S. played. I I Honestly, I don't think it was just the U.S. not performing as more so it was simply the Russians playing better. I'm just going to go into the game center here because I got to check who scored that third goal for the Americans because I saw it, Nick. I got to be honest with you. I was a little bit disappointed with what I saw them do. After that third goal, it um, it, was it was Trevor Zegers. Power play. I was very not happy when he taunted the Russian bench after scoring that goal. And I I don't know if you caught that or not, but he scored that goal and he went right past the Russian bench. Need we remind you that you were losing this game? You were losing. Do not piss them off. What like what is what is the point in doing that? And I tweeted it. It's not pissing them off. I said it right away, though. This is a thing (laughs) the Americans do all the friggin' time. It's not at a Team USA World Junior game if they don't taunt the other team's bench. It's cocky. It's arrogant. And you sure as hell don't do it when you're going to lose a game. Like, that that to me was a little much. I don't think you have the right to, to, to do that when you were losing. Rant over. (laughs) <laughs> I agree with you. 
that, that being I have no words. <laughs> that being said, though, he he played great. Zegers played great. He's oh, dude, Zegers is playing well. This he's whole looked really good. Though. He's looked phenomenal. You know, the eleven nothing win against Austria only boosted our ego <laughs> even more, right? <laughs> um, speaking of that day, uh, blowout Boxing Day is what I'm going to call it. Great sales oh, yeah. on merchandise and uh, great blowouts in hockey games, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Sweden blocked all over the Which Czechs, is 7-1. <laughs> this is, Group B is a mess. Like, an absolute mess. Sweden is in first right now with those two wins. Then Czech Republic has one win, one loss. The Russians have one win, one loss. And the Americans have one win, one loss. It is wide open wide open the Swedes could theoretically end this two and two like we know nothing we know nothing yet and that I you have to wonder too is what is this Czech Republic team are they the team that lost 7-1 to, to Sweden or are they a team that beat Russia two nothing and we're gonna find out really who they are by the time you guys are listening to this today or the game might be over by the time you're listening to it the states are playing the Czechs on Tuesday, the 29th. But so that also begs the question: Are the Americans a team that beat Austria 11 nothing? And I think you even have to divide that into the the second period and the third period as well, because I don't think yeah. the Americans played very well in the first period. If if the Austrians played as well, if the States played as poorly as as they did in the first period, and the Austrians played as well as they did, then. I, I'm not going to lie. And it, it wasn't even until midway through the second period until the state started yeah. kicking it into yeah. high gear. And, uh, I mean, you knew evidently when it was going to go down the drain. I, I even texted you. I said, here we go. This is where we start rallying it together. We scored 10, whatever. But, um, uh, I mean, half half of that game, the state's – it should have been a cakewalk all the way through the game, straight yeah. up. You know? I've also – got to ask you this, right? Canada beats Germany 16-2. People are complaining that Canada's running up the score, right? I think Canada probably stopped celebrating after goal number seven. You know, they weren't doing the fly past the bench. They weren't overly cocky. It didn't look like they were, you know, trying to create excessive opportunities out of nowhere just based on their talent alone, other than maybe the Dylan Cousins goal. We heard all about them running up the score and how unclassy they were. Why are we not hearing the same thing about the U.S. who took 70 shots against the Austrians? Like, but here's the thing. With the the Canadians are playing a German team that are absolutely gassed. You know, you have a full Canadians lineup. They're well-rested. It's a high-caliber team. They're playing against the German team who can't keep up because they're so short-handed. Of, of, of course it's going to be easy for them to just keep burying the puck. But then the States, like, I mean, what did Austria have? Like 11 shots or something at the end uh, of the game? Okay, so that's, the, that's the other thing I want to talk about because they gave up 70 shots roughly to the Americans, I believe it was, and they gave up 64 today to the Swedes. Their goalie, uh, Renesheets there, he has been lights out. And that's crazy to say when you think about a dude who's given up 15 goals in two games. But he's he, he's had enough workload in these last two games that like some guys get that in 10 games in the NHL. Like, it's ridiculous. And I mean, you think about it, 15 goals on what, 150 plus shots? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't ask for yeah. much more. He, he, 
you're, the team in front of you is not is not good. You have one guy who's carrying the weight in the skater group, and you're playing a team that's loaded down at all four lines. Like you can't ask for much more. <laughs> I, I felt for him. I really did. Uh, but anyway, back back to the topic of the uh, the Canadians getting called out for running up the score, and the Americans not having that same. There's no difference between the two. That's what I'm saying. The, it's the same thing. I mean, like 16 goals is no different than 11 goals. It's a blowout either way. You got double digit goals against like it, and the shots. I mean, well, get possession of the puck. I don't know what to tell so you. So like, <laughs> I I just pulled it up here. So, against the Americans, the Austrians got outshot 73-10. to 10, And today, against the Swedes, they got outshot 65-6. to 6. So, so, through I, two games, I mean, the Austrians like, have mustered 16 shots while giving up a, a lot. A, a lot, 155 plus. shots. Almost 160 shots. No, that's not true. And why are we bashing the Americans What's going on, for what's that? Going on with... <laughs> and that's the crazy thing, man. Like, they only they only lost four nothing to the Swedes today. Like, Sebastian Renishitz played outstanding today. Outstanding. The only reason that this score literally was not sixty five nothing was because of him. <laughs> and this is giving me serious flashbacks to the two thousand nine World Juniors when Kazakhstan was in the tournament. Right, this was they didn't sound the goal horn for every team that scored. It was just Canada getting the goal horn. Then Kazakhstan scored on the checks. Building was pretty much packed. It lost its mind. Like we everybody was big team Kazakhstan fans that day. We just wanted to see them do well. I think I'm at that point with Austria. I just want them to score a goal. They don't deserve to be getting whooped around like they have been. They don't deserve to play the Amer- uh, the Americans, then the then the Swedes, and then the Russians. They don't deserve that. They they are getting robbed of the schedule, though. Eh? I mean, like the the next, I guess, best chance they have in a, a, a competition here is maybe the Czechs on New Year's and Eve. And the Czechs just handily beat the Russians. I, and the score right, was only two so nothing. You can't even help them out there. I, I mean, that's going to be a tough game for them. And it's like that is going to end the tournament basically for them. Here, okay, like, so, well, you only need. One win, and who do you see this win? It's who do you see them getting the win against? It, it'll probably have to be the Czechs, but right, exactly. The, the so, one and, thing, and if, if the Czechs play like they did against Russia, against the States, like there's no way the Aust- yeah. that the Austrians yeah, yeah. are going to pick up any sort of slack, they might even get manhandled again. Look, you know what? There's a couple things that Austria can look at and be happy about. One, there's no relegation, so you get to come back next year. Maybe you probably won't have Marco Rossi, but maybe you you get some guys that develop a little bit. Maybe you come out and you get lucky with a draw and you get a Switzerland. And and then you can play Switzerland. Maybe you win. Right? I think that's your best case scenario for next year. One thing you can look at and be happy about this year, Sebastian Renesheeds, obviously. You are absolutely thrilled to have him back as your goalie next year. That dude's probably going to get drafted. I, I would go out on a hunch and say that somebody's going to pick this dude. You can also be happy with how well your team has done at keeping the puck out of the net as, for stretches. Like, you're giving up tons of shots. And if you could just get the puck out of your own zone 
and and you know put up 20 25 shots a night you might stand a chance in some of these games right sweden beat you four nothing sweden the team who hasn't lost a round a, a prim, preliminary round game since 2006 beat you four nothing that's it you got fantastic goaltending but you can only put up six shots if you can get into the offensive zone at some point you might score a couple goals and then who knows where you go from there they almost look just flat-footed in their own D zone. They they don't. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to say they don't care, but they just are. I don't know if they're just way too exhausted or they're I don't, overwhelmed. Nah, I don't. I don't think it's that. I think for them, it's just a, a matter of they know how good the other teams are, and they're so concerned with giving up a goal that it's almost like they're playing penalty kill hockey. They're kind of afraid right. to make a mistake because they know they'll get scored on, and I think that's a a bad way to play. Like. Who cares if you get blown out 11, 11 to two? You know what I mean? Like, you, you gotta you gotta play a little bit. You gotta let yourself trust your goaltender. One, you've gotta make take some chances to get the puck out of your zone because right now you're playing a passive box with five people. You have nothing to lose. I mean, you you know you're gonna be playing these big dog teams, and you're only gonna have a, a little chances to even put up a fight. I mean, why not give it your all against teams like Sweden? Well, that's or that's what I States. like about I mean, Slovakia. They they went balls to the wall against Canada. You know, like they they have nothing to lose, right? They get out there, they 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 go all out. They didn't come up with a win against Canada, but you know what? They gave them a run for their money, and I just it's unfortunate for Austria because I don't think they have the talent that the Slovaks do, right? I agree. You have one player if you're Austria. This is where now you have to kick your hockey development up a notch. That's how you're going to become a, a a better hockey nation. Like we're seeing with the Germans a little bit. You know, if they would have had Lucas Reichel more at Cider and they and a healthy COVID-free team, who knows where they would have been, right? I don't think it's fair to look at them as a, a team that if they lose tonight, they're 0 three. That like it's not really their fault. But. I, that's I think that's how Austria has to get to the next level. You, you need to start getting some dudes that can come out and compete with the Swiss and the Slovaks and you know these other lesser nations that are going to be in these tournaments in the coming years, like Latvia, Kazakhstan, Belarus potentially. Like those are the teams you have to be able to compete with. Right, and I'm not gonna lie, I am kind of surprised with some of these these teams that we didn't expect to see much of. The Swiss being one of them. Um, just with their, I, I mean, they're not winning games, I should say, but yeah, but like it, their it's level a team that if the level of play against teams like Finland, I know they lost four one, but even against, um, or, or excuse me, yeah, I mean, I mean, Finland, uh, that game was incredibly good. I mean, I know they played a team like Slovaks, and there aren't a high competitive team, but they're another team. You look at Austria, uh, you compare the two, they don't have elite level talent now i mean swiss probably has a much better schedule than the austrians but uh, i mean you can't be going into a tournament thinking we only have one player that we can rely on compared to their see that 15. this is part of it too like there, there's obviously different tiers of teams right canada finland sweden u.s russia and i don't really think i'm missing anybody else those are your teams that are competing for gold medals year in year out switzerland Slovakia, Austria, the Czech Republic to me is kind of that bubble team. They could be in both categories, I guess. And Germany, 
Those, to me, are the teams that are trying to fight off relegation every year. And for them, you know, for, for Switzerland and Slovakia, you're okay just not getting relegated. You come out, you win, a, you win a game or two, you get to the quarterfinals, and you go out there. Fine. Right? You're not at the level of the Russians or the Canadians or the Finns yet. You're working your way there. And I'll tell you what, I'm impressed with what I've seen from the Slovaks. And I'm impressed with what I've seen from the Swiss at times as well. Even though they're not going crazy. Like, right now, before this tournament, I thought this would be a pretty easy game for the Germans. I didn't expect the Slovaks to be as good as they are. So, it's progress. It's progress for a nation like this. And that's that's mm-hmm. a good sign for them. Because it means that maybe soon, they start to move towards the top of that relegation bubble. So, are we going to talk about, Frankie, we were talking before this episode... And I got to bring it up because I told you I was yes. going to bring it up. It's got to be said. And you had a hot take. Well, okay, first of all, do you have any hot takes about this tournament? Absolutely okay. not. My medalists as of right now are the States, the Canadians. And I, I'm I'm kind of torn between the Swedes and the Russians right now. I'm kind of leaning towards the Swedes right now. Okay, look. Okay, so let's, let's lay things out here. If things continue this way and... and the Russians don't beat the Swedes, right? They finish two and two if they beat the Austrians. You're probably looking at a Russian team who plays Canada in the quarterfinals. As crazy as that sounds. Assuming the Czechs take care of their business and the Americans take care of their business, which who knows at this point. But you could see the Russians play the Canadians in the quarterfinals. I believe that if the Czechs play like they did against the Russians... They come out with as much passion as they did against the Russians. They work as hard as they did against the Russians. I think they have a very good chance to medal in this tournament. If the Czechs, like you said, uh, I think it'll be all determined in this 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 Czech U.S. game. I think is where you're really gonna maybe see that hot take come well, to fruition or just can get completely shut down because it's weird because again, they're, which Czech team is the real Czech team? Is it the team that lost well, seven it. to one to Sweden, or is it a team that outworked, out hustled, and blocked every single shot down the stretch to beat the Russians two nothing? Which one's the real well, team? Well, that's it. And you're 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 facing the states, which is a compa- likely comparable to the Russians. So if you can come out and do that same thing as you did against the Russians against the states, then okay, we might be thinking this is the the checks we're really going to be looking at. But and I mean it's. They play the States. If they're able to, to play like they did against Russia in the States, great. And then they have a much easier game after that against Austria. How cons- You're an American. How concerned are you about this American team right now? You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried because not only were we uh, – I mean, from an attitude perspective, I didn't like what, what I saw against Russia. And – that's very concerning. The fact that we were coming into this tournament likely arrogant that we were probably going to come destroy the Russians or whatever. Who knows? And then I, I know we won 11 nothing against Austria, but like we said earlier, we didn't start kicking it into high gear until what halfway through the second I don't, period. I don't know how much stock you can we, put into a 16-2 game against a shorthanded German team or an 11 nothing against Austria. I, like you can't, you can't like. I mean, realistically, the U.S. and Canada should have won both those games, no matter what, healthy team or not. Well, that's it. And like, Canada beat Canada Slovakia three one the uh, next day, and they have an empty net goal at the end of the game. 
Like that's it. It's like I'm. I mean, I. I mean, well, I'll ask you the same question about Canada after this. But the the states. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't seen the high caliber U.S. team that we should be seeing. You know, and and this is. I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty worried about facing the Czechs right now because if the Czechs, they're probably buzzing right now after that Russian game, and the states are probably cocky as hell after wiping out Austria. So I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried about that game. I see it being within one goal or two goal final. This is the difficult thing about these tournaments is the last game means nothing anymore. Nothing at all other than standings. Teams can literally swing on a dime. You know what I mean? Like you'll come out 16-2 against Germany, then you'll barely beat Slovakia. That's how quick things change in this tournament. The issue is the Canadians really didn't seem to want it against the Slovaks. There was just, like, the Slovaks wanted it more. And that's what concerns me. The Czechs really want this. We saw that against the Russians. I think that Sweden game may have been a little bit of a wake-up call for them. The Canadians should want this. But, I mean, what what have we been talking about? Like, all the conversation has been about, ah, the Canadians got it so hard. They've been in quarantine. They haven't played a competitive hockey game in nine months. Here's all the reasons why they might do poorly, why they might not win gold. Maybe that's gotten to their head. Maybe they said, oh, you know, we got a reason why we don't have to win, but I want to see the next level. And it's unfortunate that the, the first competitive game is going to come at the last one of the of the, the pre-tournament, or not the pre-tournament, the preliminary round, and I don't think Finland's that good anyway. Like, it's... It's tough. It's tough to get a gauge on where teams are, especially in Group A, because, frankly, I don't think there's a good team other than Canada in there. I think this whole tournament, at least for the top dogs, it's all focused on mentality right now because before the tournament, we're talking Canada is having so many COVID issues prior to the pre-tournament games, and like you said, Maybe they're going into this tournament thinking we have a reason to flunk out and not perform as well as we should. And I hope it's not the case because... And you look at the U.S. who is, you know, I hate to talk about us like this, but you can see it in their in their play style. It's it's cocky. Not only with their the way they handled the Russian bench and then ended up losing, but, I mean, they're going berserk in goals that we scored what nine ten goals in against austria i mean it's just it's such a little thing that maybe i'm overreacting about but you 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 can you can see it in the play you have to be humble about your games that you're playing and play your heart out right now and the checks are doing that right now so you know before the the pod when we were recording before we were uh, recording we were talking i you know, found it to be absolutely absurd. I still don't believe that the Czechs will medal, but if they continue to work their heart out, if they can pull out a win against the U.S. and then maybe reassure that, you know, I guess elite level of play and just give it their all for one last game uh, in the tournament, the preliminary games against Austria, then I, I would start to see that. Well, I mean, look, who are the teams you're going to have to beat? Russia is probably one of them. Sweden, Finland, and, and I guess the States as well. Is there a team that I listed that you think the Czechs can't beat? 
Realistically, I think any one of them are beatable. I mean, they beat the Russians. The Russians beat the States. They could beat the States too if they really wanted to, if you're gonna if we're gonna go that far down. I mean, the Swedes have been playing well, but I don't even want to count the Swedes out. So well, that's it too. Like they, the Swedes have also played the Czechs and the Austrians, and, and the Czech Republic played really poorly in that opening game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those things where they have the potential to do it and they have the capability to beat these teams. All you got to do is bring it. That's all you got to do. There's only, I think there's maybe, there's two teams that I'm genuinely proud of because they're a lot better than I thought they were going to be, and that's Switzerland and Slovakia. The Germans, I I feel so poorly for because they don't deserve what's happened to them. And I can appreciate how they've just put their head down and went to work. Didn't matter that they lost 16 to 2, right? They they kept battling. They didn't give up on that game. They played a close one with Finland with 14 skaters. I, I can I can look at the German team and, and pat them on the back and said, You guys, you know, didn't give up. Good work. This is not the way you deserve to have this end. But, you know, good work. And and a win for them today would go a very long way, and then they play the Swiss next. So you could theoretically see them still walk out of here with six points. That would be big for them. So those three teams, I I can say that I am proud of the way that they worked. The rest of them, I think, are still question marks because I, I still don't... We don't know. We don't know what Canadian team is going to show up, and I expect them to get better. I expect them to be a force in the medal rounds. I expect them to hit their stride soon. And, you know, it's weird because we're talking about every single one of these top dog teams. It's not disappointing, but they're they're just underwhelming right it, now. It's just... With their play. I think we've got more questions than we do answers right now. Well, that's it. It's like... Normally, I mean, well, actually, you can correct me if I'm wrong here because this is the first World Junior Tournament I'm really paying attention to and watching. But is, I guess this is more of a question for you then. Are preliminary games, do you usually know when the top dog team is going to come in and, and play dominant? Like by this time, do you know if Canada is really giving it their all? Or is it normally these kind of questions? It, this it time? really depends on what pool you're in. Like I think at this point, we know that pool or group A is going to come down to the last game is, is a safe bet between Canada and Finland. And then the other group you, you don't know because you still have to see what happens when the Russians and the Americans play the Swedes. Like it's never clear cut unless it's like one of the, the teams that is potentially competing for that top spot loses in a group where there's only two teams. If that makes any sense to you. So like if Canada would have played Finland game one, it would be very clear that Canada is going to win the group, but that's about it. So really it just comes down to schedule. Pretty much. So, well, who, all right. So let me ask you this before we kind of start to wrap it up here. Do your medal predictions. If you even remember them, because I don't even remember mine. I had Russia, Canada, USA. Are you still sticking with that right now? I don't don't know. I, I really don't. Uh, it's so difficult to know, and it, it depends what happens with the, the Russians and the Swedes, I guess, because if Russia loses to Sweden and a, and a whole bunch of other bracketology stuff happens, we'll see Canada and Russia play in the quarters instead of the finals. And then, obviously, somebody's going home. But that's the thing that scares me, right? If the Russians go 2-2 two and two and you play Canada in the quarters, 
Are you really convinced that Canada's going to beat win that game? Are you 100% certain? Because I'm not. Nope. Not at nope. all. I'm not convinced any I, – I don't look at any game as a complete cakewalk anymore. There's no clear winner in any game. If the if the states were to come out and play Finland, for like just theoretically throwing a game out there, I'm not betting my money on anyone anymore. And that that's the thing, right? If, if you're a Canadian listening to this and you're looking and you're thinking about playing Russia in the quarters and you're like, oh, but, you know, they went two and two, it'll be an easy win. It's not. They could come out. They could kick our ass. They're fully capable of it. And that's the scary thing with this. Just because they have a poor preliminary round doesn't mean that they're going to come out and play poorly in the medal rounds. We see it pretty often. Well, not not all the time. But occasionally you will see a good team that, you know, doesn't do great. I believe what? There was an American team in, I believe, 2017. It wasn't 2017, but it was... There was a, a tournament where somebody went two and two and ended up winning the gold medal. So, like, it happens. It, it can happen, and and that's the thing is you have to show up every game, especially when it comes to the medal rounds. Right, one game series, you lose, you're out. And <laughs> I'll tell you what, Nick, if Canada went through this quarantine, they did everything possible to get ready, and they lose in the quarterfinals, it will not be pretty for Andre Torney, the the rest of the management, like it it will not be good for them. No, because this is a year where I think any year where no matter the circumstances, the Canadians need to They need at least medal. Straight like up. That, and the expectations are so high this year that anything other than a medal is a massive disappointment. And I think even a bronze would be a massive disappointment. I agree. Hell, even a silver would be a disappointment for this team. You know, I think in order to at least not get too shamed on, you need to be winning silver at the very least. But honestly, you know, I I have to agree with you because if you're looking at least on paper going into the tournament and you're looking at every other team, yeah, you should be be winning the gold realistically. I mean, uh, on paper and if you also look at the circumstances of this season – I mean, realistically, Russia should be up there too if you're going to factor in the whole they've been playing professional games and the Canadians haven't. Hey, you know what? But We've we, No matter what, I think you should still be silver. At I've least. also got to give a little bit of props to Sweden. Uh, I know you haven't played the best competition so far. Your toughest games are still to come. But you know what? For all the positive cases and all the guys that had to leave at home this tournament, I, I give them props for just putting their heads down, not worrying about it, and going to work and winning hockey games. Yeah, we'll see what this Sweden team is really made of, though, once they start exactly. getting exactly. to these tougher games against the, the States and Russia here coming up. Exactly. So I think these the last few days of the preliminary games are really going to give us an idea of who we'll expect to see finishing as medalists. And I think that all starts with the very next game, the States and the Czechs. I think that'll be that could really shake things up if the Czechs end up winning that game. Otherwise, if the states beat them, then you know I'll, I think things continue as normal. You know, I mean, there's there's pretty I don't want to say clear predictions, but for for the tw- games on the 29th, but you know, you uh, other than they're going to be important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 So we still got a few more days left of preliminary action here in the World yeah. Juniors. I believe we'll... Before we wrap up, though, Nick, we've got to give a nice little shout-out to our guys over at Customized Sports. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Customized Sports. They've been with us from day one. 
So customized sports guys, they are our partners here. They've been sponsoring us since we've started this podcast and we want to thank them. If you guys aren't familiar with what they do, they create custom tackle twill Jersey kits. And what that is, is you can go online and find the Jersey font number, the style you want and the player that you want for a Jersey that might be blank on the back in your closet and you can order the jersey kit. They send you the name bar with the name already printed on there and the numbers, and you put them on yourselves. You can heat press them or iron them on or stitch them is what they recommend. So you can put them on yourselves. And they're pretty good quality. The numbers are good stuff. Just like the real numbers. Can't tell the difference. You can find them at customizedsports.com on their Reddit or eBay page at customized-sports. And be sure on checkout, you got to use code PROSPECT10. Gets you a nice little 10% discount on all of your kits, you know, gets you a few bucks saves, off, saves you a few bucks. Maybe get a pack of gum. Your wallet you know? might might thank you a little bit too. Maybe maybe money's tight too. Perfect. Yeah, you, you know? know, can't hurt to save like three bucks or so. Yeah, whatever it is, I don't know. What am I, a mathematician? Yeah. I don't know what it is. They're what thirty? They're what thirty bucks for the kits? I think or they're uh, they're thirty five ish. I want to see. Yeah, they're about that. Thir- yeah, well, th- I think they're about thirty American dollars, but. Yeah, gets you a few bucks. That's good. Yeah, that you know it can't hurt. It's it's free money. Look, if you don't like ten percent off of things, I don't know. You're a psychopath. Then just leave that promo <laughs> code box blank. You know that's on you. But you know you're you're missing out. I don't know what to tell you. But anyways, use Prospect Ten to check out. Get that discount and go check out Customized Sports. If you're maybe trying to swing yourself a free one, we do have the uh, World Junior Pick'em. If you've already entered in that, that's unfortunately closed though. So you cannot enter in that. But for those who have entered in it, well, I hope your predictions have turned out the way you've wanted them to. I'm sure some of us, including mine, I have to go back and look at mine, have completely fallen through. Including, that's well, I think the Americans to beat the Russians day one. I was just going to say that. I think I chose the Americans you to did. beat the Russians. So it's already. But it's okay. There's still a chance. All you got to do is just have the most points at the end of it. So, yeah. That's that. That's that. So, anyways, that's going to do it for today's episode. I think we're going to plan on having that Friday episode after the preliminary games are over. And we will have that episode for you guys recapping the preliminary games. So, keep an eye out for that. Otherwise, enjoy the rest of the preliminary action. You can find us at HPR underscore podcast on Twitter, as well as HPR podcast on Facebook. You can find Frankie, HPR Frankie underscore 13. Did I get that right? Uh, Yes. It's close enough. It'll come up in the search bar if you type that in. I'm HPR Siegs on Twitter. Hit us up. We'll be semi-live tweeting during the games. HPR account will be semi-live tweeting. So if you can't watch the games... Check out Twitter. We'll be talking hockey there and tweeting about the games. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Frankie, you got anything for this episode? Um, Is done and over with? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can find me covering the Russians on the Hockey Writers. Uh, all my articles go up on my Twitter. And, uh, yeah, be sure to check those out as well. Fantastic. You're doing great work. Over yeah, no, I am. I'm proud of you. Oh, <laughs> not right done. All right, Team USA. Anyways, <laughs> that's good. It's all right. That's Who's Ben? Should I talk? <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> it's not really a Team USA World Junior game, but they don't taunt the other team's bench. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They did it against Austria, too. Well, I mean, it wasn't as bad. Wait, did they? I missed that.
It wasn't. It wasn't like they did against the Russians. But I mean, also, uh, let's go Buffalo celebrate. Bills, baby! Big thirty-eight to nine W tonight for the boys. Catch yeah. the Thirteenth Man podcast Tuesday nights. Actually, it's tomorrow night. Tuesday nights. Yeah, so by the time you're listening to this, you can get a nice cup of coffee when you're done. Chill out for the rest of the day, and then and then watch the this the third uh, your name 13th blank man, CFL the thirteenth son of a gun the thirteenth man podcast live stream <laughs> same night yeah yep seven thirty Eastern time see you there Eastern we'll time. be uh, making fun of the Pittsburgh out. Steelers talking about how good the Buffalo Bills are how bad the New England Patriots are It'd be a grand old time and if you don't want to watch them you can watch the World Juniors games facts. Beautiful. I'll probably be watching right, them while we're streaming anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll look to see if your uh, if your face is lighting up with hockey. It will be, yeah. Don't worry. Face. <laughs> it will be. So we're gonna call it a day for this episode. We'll see you guys back here on Friday covering the preliminary games. See you next time.